Welcome to the IAB UK podcast. Hello, James here, and you're listening to the IAB UK podcast. On this week's episode, I'm joined by Will Skoogle, founder and managing director of AR agency Make My Day. You just get this sense from Will that he's really bullish about disrupting the ad industry and is driven by a genuine belief that augmented reality can revolutionise how brands connect with their audience. Will spoke at the IAB's first ever AR roundtable last week, which brought together businesses from across the industry to discuss and debate AR today, tomorrow, and where we think collectively we can take it. And afterwards, we hot-footed it across to the studio at IBHQ to record this conversation. Over the next 20 minutes, we get into the AR landscape and its future trajectory, drawing parallels with some of the things that have come before it. Will shares his journey from being in early at Twitter and at Snap through to founding his own agency. And of course, we debrief fully on the various musings and themes each of us took away from the roundtable. But I started in that all too familiar place of asking Will to give me the 101 explainer on Make My Day. Make My Day was born out of the insight that we really believe that we can use augmented reality, brands can use augmented reality to show up in people's lives in useful, meaningful, fun ways. And that augmented reality as a format actually answers a lot of the problems that brands are experiencing in some of the more traditional, certainly digital channels that they're using as part of the marketing mix. So in using augmented reality to create Make My Day as an AR-first agency, we're really talking about changing the way that brands turn up for people. And and that's built into our whole philosophy. Mm. When we named the agency, we did have a small concern that people might think that we were massive fans of Clint Eastwood and aggressive (laughs) 70s cop shows. But really, it's about how we turn up for each other in, in the office. It's about how we turn up for our partners. It's about how we help our brand partners turn up for the people that they want to communicate with. And all of that's built around augmented reality. When we first launched, we were talking about Make My Day as the first augmented performance marketing agency right? because we believe that AR can play a part through the marketing funnel and be a a touch point across all marketing objectives, kind of providing an incremental layer to campaigns. And we, we feel that's worked really well for us. What we're starting to see is we're building that out a little bit and diversifying a touch. We're still an AR first agency, but Mm -hmm. we're really specializing in creating high attention, immersive, communications for brands across a couple of different touch points but always AR first. I want to come on to talk about your illustrious career in a bit if that's all right but did you always know that you were going to create your own thing that you go and specifically do something in AR when you were at Snap? Was it always your idea that you go and create your own thing particularly at an agency? I certainly always wanted to make my own thing and I think that's been a constant throughout my career. I've been lucky enough to work at a lot of different places that have been powered by innovation and it's always Mm. felt that we were building creative businesses around these new innovative ideas and certainly the tipping point for me while I was at Snap was seeing what was happening in augmented reality and thinking there is something here, this is a new wave of innovation, this is something that's going to scale, maybe it's time for me to move from building creative businesses at Snap and at Twitter and at other creative agencies and build something 
of my own. Well, I say my own, we've been very lucky to partner with We Are Social and Plus Group partners in the creation of Make My Day. But yeah, Obviously, so you've got always... this startup bit, but the rocket ship, but you've also got this big established business as well. Must be quite nice. It's lovely. Thanks. For that. <laughs> we were uh, one of the. Re- there was really only one partner that we were really interested in, in partnering to the launch. Make my day. And for me, I've been a massive fan of We Are Social for years. Yeah. And actually, before I joined Twitter, and this is how I met the CEO Jim. I applied to be for the role of creative director at We Are Social. Oh, really? Luckily, didn't get that job. <laughs> and ended up at, ended up at Twitter, but we remained. Friends, ever since, we did loads of great work at, at Twitter with We Are Social, loads of great yeah. work at Snap. And for me, We Are Social have defined and continue to define mm. what advertisers can do within social spaces. And I know that the definition of social media yeah. it has changed and is changing. But for me, if you define it broadly as social media is media that is reflective of behaviour in society... Mm-hmm. And so, in some respects, all media is social media. And certainly in the digital Mm, space, I mm. think that's more the case. So we're really lucky to partner with a business that has been at the forefront of pioneering what's possible in social for a long time. And we have the benefit of their network, their ecosystem, their experience. Yeah, I'm very lucky for it. You talk about working for these businesses that are really about new behaviours, you talk about Twitter. Are you kind of drawn to things? Like that? I mean, you were in it early at Twitter, you were in very early in Snap. What sort of, what is it about you that's drawn to these new things? A lot, Lots of people would say, we'll wait for it to get established and then we'll kind of jump on it. But it can't have been easy sales in either of those things right at the very start. Twitter itself was a completely new behaviour and then the idea of Snapchat as well. You've got to re-educate people on it, like kind of drawn to those things i think that the constant has always been i've always been interested in how brands communicate how they can express themselves Mm. before i joined twitter i've been using twitter in a lot of the work i've been doing at creative agencies and joined them just before they were launching their first ad formats (laughs) and with this amazing brief of help encourage advertisers to get interested in twitter yes amazing which and got to work with some wonderful people (laughs) there and learned a huge amount and then Similarly, I think as Twitter was becoming more feed-based, programmatic, performance-focused, Snapchat was emerging and about to launch in market, and there was a conversation about going to join them, and it just felt like such an exciting Mm. shift in the craft that was being able to be brought to advertisers. For me, you know, Twitter and the craft of Twitter was very much about brilliant copy. It was about real-time reactive marketing. It was tweets and trends and moments, and that was wonderful. And then Snap brought in this new full-screen vertical video, the concept of stories playing out within the feed, augmented reality as this incredible, deeply immersive format. And I was sort of almost kind of starstruck by it (laughs) to a certain degree and had this wonderful feeling of kind of craft coming to yeah. mobile. And we've just come from the first, the inaugural AR Roundtable, hosted a whole bunch of different companies, agencies, tech platforms, people that build this stuff. What was your sense? I mean, I thought it was a really positive room. And we just spent three hours together getting into the sort of the, what are the opportunities? What are some of the challenges around there? I mean, what did you take away from it? You're right. I mean, it was a really positive room. So positive. We spent three hours talking about it and then we raced here to record a podcast to talk about it even more. It was a very positive room. Really interesting to be able to bring so many people together Mm. from so many different 
perspectives within the industry, having media agencies represented, having platforms represented, creative agencies represented, you know, brands represented, and for everybody to have their own point of view and perspective, but there to also be sort of broad agreement. Yeah. And actually, yeah. it's very rare to get all of those people together and have a conversation like that. So, yeah. I mean, thank you again for facilitating that kind of initial inaugural meeting. And I'm really excited about yeah. the direction it's going to go in and some of the kind of key topics that were raised. And it was everything for me from the sort of the table stake stuff of what do we call this thing? You know, someone said they had eight different names for what it could be. Definitions, it's measurement, you know, it's the sort of the bingo stuff you would expect. And it went in places that I didn't really expect. The whole, like, agency structure, like, who buys this stuff? And maybe in different agencies, there might be three or four people that you do. Is it an AR brief or is it a kind of a bigger brief came up? There was lots of talk about, we want to understand who does what. Because I kind of understand that the, the big companies do this thing, but what about all the others? So there was some unsurprising stuff, which often we come across when there's a... And I can probably hear the, the eye rolls as I say this, these kind of you know, emerged and emerging areas, be it podcast or gaming or retail media. They all have the same kind of things at the start that you need to flatten out. But there's always surprises with it as well. Any surprises for you from stuff that you heard this morning? I think the biggest surprise was actually how unified we were in our in more of the sort of macro perspectives mm. on it there is definitely some niggles within the conversation that need to be worked out mm. you know we were talking to someone the other day about places we've been to before where there's been seismic change so when we first put video in mpu <laughs> when we first built websites yeah. when we first went into meetings and said social media it's like a party turn up have something to say <laughs> make it something interesting you know these are all changes that some of us have been through yeah. you know a few times before and mm. i think that is what's happening now and there's a a couple of bits within it you know there, there were no social buying teams within media agencies yeah, yeah. before there was social media mm. and that shift came about because people moved to using social the attention moved to social mm. the presence moved to social so brands want to be where people are brands are asking agencies to buy into social social platforms were saying we need someone to work with to buy this and that's how those teams came about big seismic change within the industry i think what's happening now and what you can see in so much of the data is that attention is shifting to augmented reality yeah and we talk about that as the augmented audience i think that it would be you would be hard fixed to find a brief on a media agency desk or a creative agency desk that is not looking for the attention of someone yeah in order to ask them to think something do something and if what we're looking for is attention and yet some of the narrative within digital is that there's a bit of a diminished commodity mm -hmm. around attention there's a bit of a race to the bottom yeah and actually, I think that high-impact, high-volume style of content that exists in some feeds is very valuable and plays a really important role. Mm -hmm. But now what we're seeing is there's an alternative to, that is complementary. Yeah. People are looking for deep, immersive experiences and deep, immersive communications tools, and they're finding those in augmented reality. Mm -hmm. Huge scale on Snap, 300 million people a day. Huge scale on Instagram, 800 million people a month. Massive scale on TikTok. One in four TikToks has an effect mm -hmm. applied to yeah. it. But people aren't necessarily thinking about that as 
an audience as a singular yeah. massive audience of about 1.7 billion people a month <laughs> which um, and i think you made the point if you came to market now and saying i can reach you 1.7 billion people a month all of whom choose to involve themselves with this experience i mean it's like gold at the end of the rainbow <laughs> yeah exactly i remember you know when we first launched twitter in the uk i think there was 10 million mau and snap was maybe 15 million mau but if you're if you're saying yeah, i've got 1.7 billion people and the only way you can advertise to them is they choose to spend time with yeah, you yeah it's totally the opposite of what you know to digital advertising as you know at the moment high attention lots of time spent mm. hyper relevant then people would be pretty excited yeah you talked a couple of times about force multiplier tell us what you mean by that so one of the issues that came up in the conversation today or, or one of the perspectives that i thought was common across all of the groups was this idea that the narrative is very fragmented. We can take a step back and say, yes, the augmented audience is the most engaged on mobile. It's the highest attention audience. And we can say, yes, this is a massive monthly audience from an addressable reach point of view. But the problem is, to a certain degree, is the narrative around that's very fragmented, that Meta are talking about the Meta platform, Snapchat are talking about Snap, TikTok are talking about TikTok, Web AR is talking about Web AR. And so all of those data points are sort of diluting the overall kind of holistic conversation. Yeah. But when you look at it all together, when you take the research coming out of Snap, research coming out of Meta, research coming out of TikTok, and actually not just them, the research that's being done by people like Dentsu, I think they did something recently where they ran a piece of measurement across a number of different campaigns that were supported with AR against those that weren't. Mm. And the output was loosely you would need to run about 14 times the amount of video wow. to achieve the same amount of attention as they got in wow. AR. Mindshare research from a couple of years ago showing, and this was with NeuroInsight UK, showing that augmented reality delivers 43% higher attention than standard TV viewing. Mm. So there's all of these disparate points of view and perspectives that actually prove out the efficacy yeah. of augmented reality. And what all of them say pretty much is that when you run augmented reality alongside your campaign, when you complement your campaign with a layer of incremental attention yeah, yeah. that augmented reality brings, it is a force multiplier. In almost every single case study, it incrementally improves the performance of whichever metric you're measuring from top to bottom funnel. Yeah. It's all got me thinking about Twitter. The kind of the perfect storm around Twitter was... This can be very complementary to other things, especially telly, where all the money is. So if you've got people watching stuff, probably in the same way that those early days of search developed as well, I think it's the same here. It's not a binary choice if I need to do this thing instead of something else. I need to nick money from this pot to put in this one. It is very complementary. It is a layover stuff you're doing. And if the evidence is you're saying, suggests it could, it's that sort of two plus two equals five effect, then why wouldn't you? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that one of the things that we mentioned again in the session earlier was this idea that there are industry bodies that have got wonderful things to say and TV and Thinkbox being one of them. Yeah. It's a beautiful TV to talk yeah, about, yeah. really wonderfully crafted, cinematic, smart, funny, sexy advertising mm. where you get to tell these brilliantly crafted stories. With augmented reality, I think what we now have within in digital is, yes, there is film that works well in digital in, in certain aspects and certain platforms, but for the majority, it's a fast cut, high impact, yeah. short, one second, two second impression. And that's where you're looking to deliver your point of view or your communication. But with augmented reality, we've suddenly now, 
well, not suddenly, it's emerged over the last few years, but we've now got this format where people will choose to spend not just seconds, but minutes immersed in the experience. Yeah. So when you think about the emotional connection and consideration that a TV ad can drive, I think that is complemented beautifully by the experience and the emotional connection that you can create in augmented reality. There was another point that was raised, which was typically when people, I think it was an agency point of view, think about AR, they're thinking about big hundreds of thousands of pounds activations at the heart of the media plan as to connect the big thing they're doing in outdoor, in digital and kind of everywhere else. And it's this big, almost one-stop thing. And then you never kind of go back and do it. There was an alternative point of view is, well, it could just be part of everything you're doing. The layer that you put on everything is probably both and somewhere in the middle, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's that, sh- that, that shift in how we think about the audience and the augmented audience. Those big tentpole moments mm. of high craft, very expensive augmented reality, I, I think they, they play a part, right? There's a role to play for them. And often that role is in earned media value. So mm. people talking mm. about it or watching it or seeing it outside of the experience itself. There's a flip side to that, which is lots of people experiencing the AR because the audience is massive. The tools for distribution have changed massively. The targetability has changed massively. The ability to create experiences that exist in all of the spaces that those audiences are has changed dramatically. So AR actually, the comparison I draw is similar to to video. So Mm -hmm. if you think about you are a massive brand that is sponsoring a global sporting event, you will probably spend a couple of million dollars on an anthem piece of content that yeah. is, features superstars, is shot beautifully, is, you know, two minutes long or whatever it might be, shot in beautiful locations and it's a massive investment and it plays yeah. a really important role in your marketing. You probably will also have some cutdowns of that video running across social platforms. Mm-hmm. You'll probably also have some in-store promotions or some very hard DR-focused yeah. digital advertising the all of which sits within video, you can now create the equivalence of that in AR. So mm. you can create mm. a massive, high-craft, high-attention, you know, uh, press-driving augmented reality experience, but you can also have mid-level, social-first, editorially-led, conversation-driving augmented reality targeted to different audience pools, optimised and retargeted, yeah. just as you can have you know, bottom funnel, hard working AR running as well. So thinking about AR as an equivalent to video from a digital point of view, I think is where we're heading or where we are now. Yeah. And just to finish on, what would you say to people listening to this? Could be set in an agency, could be a brand manager who are have either experienced they are before, they've sort of worked in it, know what it is, it's been part of test and learn or experimental innovation type budgets. What would you say to them in order to kind of move them forwards and get them to jump back in? Or indeed, their perception of it is that it is it has novelty and yeah, it gets me some fame. But how do you move those people on from that? I think so this is this would be more of a point of view for marketers, agency people, everyone in the industry. And it's more of a sort of a plea for everyone to not forget the fundamentals, right? The fundamentals of great advertising, the Mm. ingredients of great advertising are the same. For me, you'd be hard-pressed to find a brief on anyone's desk that is not singularly and simply about change, right? We need to change a perception. We need to change revenue. We need to change the way people feel. We need to change the way people think about our values. Mm. All briefs are essentially about change. In order to drive change... 
we look for attention so we can communicate what the change is mm -hmm. that we want. And augmented reality, multiple pieces of research talking about how AR is the highest attention media <laughs> format available to brands today on mobile at scale to help land our message in those moments of attention we create relevancy lots of conversation around relevancy at the moment and how ai can create hyper personalized yep. messages at high volume and, and again there's definitely a role for that mm. but for me there's no purer articulation of right person right place right time than someone choosing to yeah. spend time yeah. with you your brand and what they're seeing in that moment is themselves in the advertise in the ad, yeah, yeah. in the experience, right? Yeah. Their, their place, the world that they're in. So, high attention, hyper relevant, and then really to drive change at scale, you need scale of audience, and that's what we've got now: scale mm. of audience. So, if the equation for effective great advertising is to drive change, we need attention plus relevancy plus scale, and that's kind of existed. Yeah. Since the dawn of advertising, yeah. nothing's really changed. Yeah. It exists in augmented reality. It's abundant in augmented mm. reality. So we don't need to be intimidated by it. We don't need to wait for a brief that says, we want AR. <laughs> the brief yeah. is, we need the yeah. attention of an audience because we want them to do this, think this. And that attention can be found in AR. Brilliant. Will, thank you so much for giving us some time. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. Will's Google from Make My Day there. As captive audiences go... 1.7 billion isn't bad, is it? Now, if that whetted your appetite and you're looking for more AR content, head to iabuk.com to read our top takeouts from the IAB's inaugural AR Roundtable. And if you're listening to this thinking that you need to be part of our plans for AR going forward, email us podcast at iabuk.com. Changing gears slightly, tickets for IAB Engage 2024 are now live. We've got a brand new home and a brand new theme. Joy, our chief digital cheerleader, heard before on this very podcast, has officially taken over and is setting the dial to rediscovering the joy of digital. And if you fancy joining Joy live on stage on Tuesday the 4th of June, speaker submissions are open for IAB UK members until Monday the 18th of March. We'll put the links for all of that in the bio. And as usual, please, please remember to rate, review and share the podcast. Thank you again to Will and thank you very much for listening. IAB UK, building a better future for digital advertising for the benefit of everyone.